Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Caterpillar podcast. Today, we have a new patch and some dev blocks to talk about. Indeed, and uh, I don't know if there's, uh, there's probably more patch news than there is dev blog news, uh, but yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of new things to mention. Yes. Including some new ships. So the patch starts off with the new game mode Airship Escort, which has been there in the past. It's now back with some changes. I haven't played it yet. I, I mean, haven't yet either. I mean, this is still technically uh, a test mode, but it, I think it does explicitly say in the patch notes that, you know, if it, it does well, then this is, like, after this, it will go into the, the, the random rotation, uh, potentially. Uh, which will be, uh, you know, a, a bit of welcome variety at, at the higher tiers, I think. Because um, uh, yeah. it, it wasn't that long ago that we had the key areas, key sectors, whatever it is, game mode, where you've got the, you know, the, the, the airdrops that come in and it's only the later in the match that you actually get the, the arms race. There we go. Why should I forget arms race? I don't know. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I would... Like if they have this and it's a success, and uh, you know maybe, maybe we'll finally get rid of uh, standard type matches at, at the higher tiers, but uh, maybe I should probably be. not. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be too hopeful about that. But yeah, I found it here. It says if the updated mode performs well this year, airship escort will most likely be introduced into random battles in the future. So I mean, they say this year, so I presume they gonna. T- expect to test it more than just this time. So maybe in a few months they will test it again and then at some point it could become a permanent mode. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's not like it's promising it's going to be a permanent mode, I suppose. I should, we should uh, make that clear. So... But, uh, I mean, I remember... I, I, I too haven't played it again yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, it's only been like what two days of the patch so far. But um, or is it even one day of one day of the patch? Well, this is the second day since the patch came out on EU. Confusing myself. Yeah, yeah, it's know, the numbers. second day. Came out yesterday. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was you know it was fun enough last time. Uh, I had a a decent time playing it. So uh, un- unless they've somehow made massively drastic changes which nerf how it. Uh, uh, plays or because uh, they did make some changes um, yes. which I think we talked about in a previous dev blog so uh, yeah unless those make it massively unfun now uh, it should still be pretty decent oh, well, gee, I mean, it's always nice if they test new modes and if they don't work then they don't work but uh, uh, maybe something comes of it and more variety would definitely be a nice thing Now, the next thing that the patch has brought us is the actual release of the Japanese light cruisers. So you can now research them if you so choose. Although, um, they, they have a bad reputation so far, I think. Although I haven't found that yet as disappointing as many make it out to be. It's not that amazing either. I'm, I'm yet to progress beyond tier six with that. So I'll have to. Have to take your word for it, but uh, yeah, I've seen. I mean, I've seen a reasonable number of them 
in battle, but I've also seen a reasonable number of them just getting absolutely slammed because they're light cruisers. And uh, especially the higher tiers, you know, like like cruisers that are very, very squashy and, and vulnerable to being chunked by, uh, by battleships in particular. Uh, it, 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 I think it can be a frustrating play style for people because, you know, you want to run around pew-pewing and doing damage. Mm-hmm. And um, there, are a lot, there are lots of times when you actually have to explicitly, like, hold fire and yes. uh, just sort of... It can feel like throwing away a chance to do damage, but there then has to be that risk calculation of, well, if I open fire right now, am I just going to get obliterated? Which uh, is is all too easy to happen in these ships. So, yeah, um, I, I don't think they're going to be for everybody. But light cruisers, generally, you know, that that goes true for, for light cruisers uh, across the board. Usually, they, they tend to have less armor. Heavy cruisers can be a bit more durable, although there are some that mm. are also very very squashy. The, the but, weird uh, thing is yeah. that you have you have a lot of hit points at tier ten, but it's massive. And it mm-hmm. turns very badly. So it's a bit weird. Also, you have like a lot of range. So you'd feel like, okay, you just uh, engage ships from a longer range. But you have such a high share travel time that you aren't going to hit anything at this range anyway. So it's a bit of a weird combination of aspects that don't go well together. Mm-hmm. But... uh I mean, I did reasonably well so far. I'd still prefer to be like in a cell or something but I, I need to play it some more but it's not as bad as as people made it out to be if we... a sterling uh you know a glowing endorsement there. <laughs> it's not as bad as people made it out to be i'm sure there are people out there yeah. that will, will, will find it that suits their playstyle perfectly but yeah it, it's gonna be uh, probably it's quite an a odd niche one. thing for most people. It's it's gonna be a hard sell, but it's play. Well, we will see. Maybe Wargaming actually improves them, but then again, they, there have been many disappointing lines that they just ignored afterwards. And considering yeah. how they intend to quickly release lines currently, I have very little hope that they are gonna do anything. Yeah, they, they do seem to be prioritizing that over putting lines out a bit more slowly and then making sure that they're in a more polished state with, um, you know, a bit, a bit more effort, mm-hmm. maybe a bit more attention being put into balancing ships. But no, the, the emphasis still seems to be entirely on, well, we, we have to keep releasing. Actually. The game will explode or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it has gone to a concerning schedule even. But... A little bit more about it later. First, there is still the uh, uh, new unique Parnation Captain. And the collection, I don't think, has really been released yet. It's coming... I um, got one box which unlocked the collection for me, but I've only yeah. gotten one box so far. But they say it starts at 26th of January, so basically next week. And then you can okay. collect 42 standard containers, basically, for free. Although, with them cost community tokens or free XP or like that. And seem to be in the battle pass. But this event hasn't really started, but you can already get one for free, I think, from the armory. So, uh, That's probably... I think I got it in one of the, the, yeah. the random daily things. 
so sorry, it's a bit weird. It's, it's the usual sort of, you know, you get like a day of premium for completing the subsections, and then mm-hmm. the commander is obviously the the thing that's uh, the ultimate goal. Let's see if I can bring it up. I'm pretty sure it was one day of premium each for for the, the subsections. Uh, yes. Uh, completing each collection section will bring you one day of premium. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, finally, uh, like a legendary captain for the Panations. That's always nice to see. Yeah, we've had uh, unique named captains previously. In fact, um, I think they're in the armory. But you you haven't had any so far with uh, any special skills. So <laughs> better late than never, I suppose. True. Then the next part is, and that's where it gets interesting, early access to US hybrid battleships. But for some reason, the early access has not started with the patch. And this had, this had me confused because at first I thought there was no early access to certain ships here. But on the 2nd of February, early access starts, which is two weeks or so into the patch. And that's... I have, I mean, I have seen some of them, like, you know, test ship versions, people, super testers or whoever playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're, they're clearly around and in the game files, but it's, yeah, it is a bit... I don't know, maybe this is an instance of them taking more time to do fine-tuning before they... Before yeah, they, uh I mean, it's still that patch circle, so I highly doubt that there's going to be any... Like, because they usually only patch or yeah. change things uh, with a new patch. There, so There would have to be a micro-patch in order for, for them to actually have any sort of changes made to the early access versions, so... Who knows? Or maybe they're just going to put the early access versions out as is, and then when it comes to actually releasing them, you know. But that doesn't really explain the question as to why there is that that delay between the patch and the uh, the early access versions. And, you know, it gets weirder because we are now at patch uh, 12.0, right? And in the dev blog we have, which we are talking about later, we have uh, notes about 12.1, and that's early access to British submarines. So this means... Either there are two early accesses going to be at the same time, or they have half a patch only early access to those battleships, and then they are already bringing the early access to the next thing. Because usually so far, they had two patches early access, right? For the first early access patch, you can collect some free tokens and maybe unlock something. And then the second early access patch, there are no longer any free stuff, and you can only spend money to unlock if you still want to. And then a ship line is released. And now <laughs> we're going to get half a patch early access to those battleships. And then immediately we're going to get the early access to the submarines. So that's weird. Yeah, it does feel oddly squashed together. I mean, I can't even see it as being for monetization reasons, to be honest. I mean, it actually says in the article that the the, the tier 8 will be uh, the final award of the premium battle pass. Yeah, but so, it, you know, uh, that, are, that involves spending some doubloons. You get the Delaware via random bundles available for doubloons, and then Louisiana is going to be at the end of a uh, bundle chain. So, 
<laughs> yeah. Whichever way you do it, you're going to be having to spend some doubloons if you are absolutely desperate to play one of these things a bit early. Which is all... I mean, okay, it's a lane that only starts at tier 8, but even that so far, usually the tier 8 was somehow... Uh, like, if it's a line that starts from lower tier, then usually at least on tier 7 or so, you can get them for free. And if the line started at tier 8, usually you could get at least a tier 8 or something for free. But they have now gone away from that. So for the tier 8, you have to buy the premium battle pass. For the tier 9, you have to buy random bundles. And then the tier 10 is probably 20,000 doubloons after you've spent the money on your uh, random bundle. Because you probably need to buy all random bundles to be able to unlock the Louisiana. So, and that's that's a lot of money they want. And that's it's only for like half a patch cycle. And then there's going to be the next patch cycle that was probably monetize the next early access quite heavily. So maybe it is for money purposes because usually there were like two months, right? Where they had this one thing going and they're like, yeah, well, how about two weeks? And then we'll have the next thing to monetize. I mean, I may- <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe the whole thing is just like we're going to ramp up the FOMO. So, oh, there's only two weeks, guys. You have to spend all the doubloons because there's only two weeks. Maybe that is it. It, is it after all? I don't know. The, although, like, the interesting thing on the other part is there is less incentive to spend money on because if you can get it two months early, you might be more incentivized to be like, yeah, okay, I. I mean, I don't think you ever should spend the balloons on the tech ship, but you're probably yeah. more incentivized if you otherwise need to wait two months. But if otherwise you need to wait two weeks, are you really going to spend like $150 to get the tier 10 tech ship for two weeks early? So it's it's a weird approach with the late start and with the heavy monetization and with the, the schedule of immediately throwing out another line, but... It's walking. Yeah, sometimes we, we try and ascribe logic to these things and, um, you know, maybe that's the wrong approach. <laughs> there is none. We're, you know, maybe there's desperate scrambling of some sort going on behind the scenes of which we are just unaware. It's also interesting because it severely devalues their premium battle pass. Another weird decision on their part, because like the first premium battle pass was, I think, a tier 7 premium ship that you got. The the second one was like 25 Christmas tokens, which, you know, it's gambling, but you could get like five big crates for it, so there was some value there, maybe. And now it's a extra ship that would otherwise be free. And considering that you get it at the end of the battle pass, it's most likely that you finish the battle pass closer to the end of the patch, so when it's actually going to be released, most likely. Mm-hmm. Then again, we, we don't know, but I have to keep in mind, we don't know if they are stopping the early access with this patch just because they're starting a second early access. Maybe Wargaming now will have multiple early accesses going at the same time. That's also a possibility. So maybe they still keep the, the the thing of, yeah, you know, we will keep it two months in early access, but that doesn't stop us from already having the next early access going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be that ridiculous. It absolutely could be. 
So, uh, no, no matter how they played, it doesn't make any sense. But hey, this is uh, this is a thing. Uh, oh, there are more details available in a dedicated article. I haven't seen if that has been released yet, but you know the the battleships are still coming, I suppose. And I will be course, interested to see what mm-hmm. the unique voiceover for the Statue of Liberty captain is, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I mean, isn't that already in game? That was a thing that was. It wasn't it like sort of a robotic. It's, I think it was ah, a ro- it? female oh, robotic just voice. Check if that's in the voice drop down list. I mean, so I don't I'll have the camera. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's there. Of course, I, was, I have to actually go into a game to see what that sounds like. But uh, yeah, okay. Now the voice is there already. I just hadn't realized it and obviously haven't heard it yet. Tempted to start a quick co-op battle just to find out, but that's a little unprofessional while we're streaming, <laughs> so maybe not. So, yeah, the, there are ranked battles. Always Bronze League is going to be tier 6, Silver is tier 8, Gold is 9 and 10. And I uh, don't think yes, there was anything to go about this. There are, pro- there are, I think there are subs now in rank. Yeah. No, wait. Battleships, destroyers, cruisers, and carriers. No subs. Interesting. There was something about. One of the, I'm sure that was a dev blog where it mentioned subs in. Yeah, I thought subs would be again in ranked battles now that they've been released, but here they don't mention it. Uh, Maybe subs are only going to come in next patch, maybe they forgot to mention them. Who knows? But it's possible that ranks are currently sub free. Who knows? So, then there are brawls. Interesting enough, they were too lazy to actually uh, add much about this. They're just the first one involves the eight ships in 6 versus 6 format. And uh, I forgot, like, there was in a dev block something about upcoming brawls that wouldn't allow divisions. So, I don't know. There is very little information there, but apparently there are going to be separate articles about the brawls for those who are interested. And then there are some uh, game balance changes. Um, I mean, they are relatively small, I suppose. Like, Buffalo has a half a second better reload. Yeah, uh, I don't think any of them are particularly... Uh, I mean, the the extra seconds uh, reduction reload on Renown is actually quite nice. That brings it into line with the Renown 44. Um, so, you know, it's only a second extra reload, but uh, 25 seconds is still a, a, a pretty quick reload for a Tier 6 battleship, uh, even if you do only have six barrels. Uh, which I think also 
further differentiates it from the repulse. I think the repulse still has the slowest. Yes, that's 27 seconds. Um, yeah, Buffalo gets a slight buff. Marlborough's getting a slight repair party buff, which, yeah, Marlborough's a very kind of deeply average ship. You don't see that very often. Yeah. And Dalian and Sejong are also getting very slight reload buffs. Yeah, 0.3 seconds. Yeah. And they've generally changed the combat instructions, so the, the abilities that you can activate on the super ships. It yeah, basically just made them, it easier. Yeah, you can trigger them a bit quicker. So from 12 shots to 10 shots on the Hanover, I think same for the Satsuma. Yeah, I think they uh, all went from 12 to 10. Yeah. Although both Satsuma and Ushakov uh, got slight nerfs to the, so like the, the decay timer, mm-hmm. as it were. So it happens a little bit sooner and it goes down by a bit more. Uh, oh, no, actually, the Ushakov goes down a bit more slowly for some reason. Oh, uh, it's Russia. Well, that's, that explains it. <laughs> it's only like 2.7%, but, but uh, yeah. It, it seems like they have uh, equalized like the, the, the decrease, right? Because the one goes from 20 to 16.7 and the one goes from 15 to 16.7. So it, it looks like they, they try to have sort of a unique flavor to how the progress decreases based on ship. And they were like, no, let's uh, give everybody the same, I suppose. Also, the Dutch have finally uh, depth charges. So there is that. In a long time coming. Yeah, uh, it took them quite a long time. <laughs> In fact, when did the Dutch cruisers come out? Um, a while ago at this point. Yeah. Well, I suppose that they came like before the subs, right? More like when did... When did subs... Uh, when did I start testing subs? I feel like it was before Dutch cruisers were a thing, but subs were in testing for... A long time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was only September uh, 21 when the Dutch okay. cruisers came out. So that's like a year and something. Closing in on a year and a half. The subs have definitely been in testing for longer than a year and a half. <laughs> also, um, there are changes to operations. So basically, they made Hermes and Aegis easier, the way it sounds. Yeah, I've noticed, actually. I mean, um, since... Uh, I, I guess it... Like, if I had to guess, they'll change the some of the ship spawns, because I've noticed... Mm-hmm. Both Hermes and Aegis. I mean, Aegis doesn't have any kind of healing mechanic going on. I've, I've had quite a lot of uh, close calls or failures in Aegis just because, you know, like people get focused down too early by the, because the bots all mm-hmm. tend to focus on one target. So maybe they'll change that behavior or maybe they'll introduce a heal circle or something. And in Hermes, um, yeah, uh, especially if you don't get the air 
the like the the initial scouting squadron at the start, mm-hmm. it gets a lot harder. And of course, we all know how effective AA can be, even in a big group of <laughs> AA. You still get just so mm-hmm. many squadrons coming in that it it can really cripple the ships as they go through. And uh, also, when the, the the battleships show up, yeah, if you're sailing along broadside, and they all decide to target you. You can't angle, just given the path that the the, the Ruan is 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 uh, mm-hmm. going. So sometimes you just get absolutely obliterated there as well, which is especially nasty if, if you're in a cruiser. But even a battleship with a weak citadel, it just you know you should get nuked so yeah they might change that spawn maybe and do something about the aircraft i still kind of like both of them but uh if you have like you you really have to have your allies sort of paying attention and even Mm -hmm. if they are paying attention sometimes you just get unlucky and it can be really annoying (laughs) so those are those are both welcome changes yeah and i mean it's nice to see that they they are fiddling with the operations to Bring the difficulty of all of them in line, probably. Yeah. Yeah, some of them are considerably more... um, Not easy, necessarily, but considerably more... um, uh, Dictable Mm -hmm. in how they'll go. Then... In the armory, we now have Hector for 46,000 research points. Yes, but uh, I think... I don't know if that is the cheapest research bureau ship we've had, but it's among the Yolo cheapest. Is, Yolo is, I think, 43,000 or so, so it's okay, slightly so, more expensive than Yolo. Yeah. Uh, this is what we actually had Drac talk about on a previous podcast it mm-hmm. looks wacky but this was a real design proposal for basically a stretched out enlarged dido class with uh you know, like one of the design proposals i think there were several so you can go back and listen to that uh that that i can't remember which previous podcast it might have even just been the last one that Drac was a guest on mm-hmm. um but yeah he said that this is one of his favorite designs out of that group of proposals and it is quite funky looking you've got that kind of diamond formation of uh, 133 mil turrets at the front. Uh, it's not often you see any even remotely modern design that has side-by-side turrets, but there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, very squashy, but very good concealment. Uh, pretty decent turn of speed. Uh, the main battery range you can actually put up to a, a decent amount, but it's still... Uh, do you have like is... you have like the shell characteristics to hit anything at a decent range? Uh, I I don't know. I haven't actually like only just bought it before the podcast started. Me too. But you do and you do at least get HE and AP. So um, yeah, uh, there are some of the British cruisers that that do struggle a bit because they don't have that high explosive. But this this does at least you know technically on the Commonwealth tree, but uh, it is a British design that they've just put in the Commonwealth tree to flesh it out a bit. So yeah, overall it looks uh, it looks okay on paper. I guess we'll see how it plays. Yeah, I hope it's going to be fun. Yeah, you do have uh, the, the crawling smoke of other mm-hmm. uh, 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 Commonwealth why was I struggling with that? Commonwealth ships 
So uh, it might be a nasty one to come across in a, a division of several of them, and they're just like sharing <laughs> smoke. <laughs> like well, I have done in the past with the Perth with other one or two other players in the Perth, and it can be quite a troll experience. And it does also have torpedoes as well. So yeah, <laughs> potentially quite troll indeed, but definitely, uh, definitely, if you're going to be doing that, it's going to be a bit. Uh, a bit silly. You're going to have to be I mean, not quite playing seriously. You also have to keep in mind that it's a tier with a lot of radar around. That's so, true, uh, yes. And potentially some powerful hydros as well. So probably less doable than it is at tier 6, but still potentially you know, fun in the right circumstances. Then in other changes, there is more food in the game. Um, you can now have patches with the double flavor hot pots, braised shrimp, and braised fish in brown sauce. So, if that's your thing, they should. I don't. I don't know why they haven't done actual cooking streams on the Warships official channel to go along with this. <laughs> they clearly have some kind of foodie theme in mind. So, you know, a, a, a cooking stream would be the perfect thing to go along with that, really. But clearly, nobody had that thought. Or maybe somebody did have that thought and was just, you know... Didn't they have, like, a cooking YouTube video, though, or something? I think they've done... uh, They have done some video content, I believe, but just, you know, not a live stream. And there is obviously the dumpling camouflage. Yes, more more food-themed. I think I've gotten one or two of those already. I mean, I presume it's it's a camouflage that you can uh, just buy for credits, right? Uh, yeah, let's see. It's in the 90,000 credit group. So the most expensive one to replenish, but I suppose it's one of the more... I don't know. The, the cheapest ones are all just kind of patterns, although some of those are quite nice. I don't know why they decided the single colors have to be more than just the patterns, and then more complicated ones I mean, tend to be the 75k and the 90k, but there's not really any rhyme or reason as to the, the sort of differentiations as to why some are not 70k really, no. and some are 90k. And yeah, so anyway, it's all right. They kind of vaguely remind me of Moomins, which I probably said before, but I think it's supposed to be more... There's a cross between a Moomin and um, the character of Miffy the Rabbit. But, you know, legally yeah. distinct. <laughs> For obvious reasons. It's it's a sort of bunny kind of creature with a navel hat that's playing with a dumpling. Or something like that. Like there, there is like... I, I suppose that, that thing is a dumpling here. That, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It is I a mean, pity that you can't, and this is just a random thought, but for camos like that, it is a pity that you don't get some control over the scale of how it appears on various ships. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of, of the way um, Payday 2 does it, because uh, even if you don't have any of the, the, the color packs or the, you know, the weapon skins mm-hmm. or anything like that, uh, you still have the choice of, um, like, there's some basic ones they, they provide you with. But if you do mm-hmm. 
buy some of the extra the weapon packs and things like those come with extra skins as well and you can actually change like the wear pattern on them and you oh. can change between several different scales as well i think even will the tanks will let you alter the the you know through three different sort of scale settings on mm-hmm. your uh, your tank perma camos so um yeah it'd be nice to see something like that on warships particularly for camos like that because you might want to have the the details blown up a bit bigger um because you know on, in that picture uh, on the what is that the iowa that looks what is it montana i can't quite tell but it looks uh, quite big on that hull whereas uh if i look at it on like just looking at it on my hector hull mm-hmm. which is just the ship i happen to have open uh it's actually quite small and you wouldn't really see it in battle so yeah that's just a completely random aside just a, a feature it would be nice to have that world of tanks has and that other games have true Well, anyway, sorry, I've derailed things. <laughs> no problem. No, no, it's uh, nice one. I mean, the next thing is just some more flags, I suppose. Okay. Oh yes, yeah. And then the the eat plate hawk leg end achievement. I don't. Do we know what that probably. pertains to at the moment? Probably. I don't think that's been mentioned anywhere, unless it's been buried back <sighs> in some dev blog that I've forgotten. Uh no idea. It's also interesting that the flag and the badge say play eat talk and they call it eat play talk. So, uh, but I don't yeah. know. But, uh, that, that doesn't, uh, um, I don't know. It might be for like for visual balance, like having the shorter word at the top, okay, kind of makes sense. But then you'd think, why not just call the event that instead of having this mismatch. Anyway, that's a really minor niggle, but now you've said that, yeah, <laughs> I can't unsee it. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't really change much. We still don't know what it is, but hey, there is apparently play, eat, talk or so, something. Yeah. It's like one of those I mean, memes you see where it's like um, typography fails where it's like they've, they've broken up the words into separate columns and they've like bits of the words and it can be read more than one way and sometimes it ends up just being sort of nonsensical it's not quite that bad but it reminds me of that sort of stuff then there okay. is the salamander uh achievement I suppose yeah it'll be the uh the ranked seasons i'm guessing wasn't that like clan? I mean, I reckon that well, sounds like clan, clan battles. battles. Yeah, one of those. I know I meant the right thing in my head, even if I said the wrong thing. That's the story I'm going to stick with. <laughs> it's a good all-purpose excuse, that really, isn't True. it? True. I know in my head I meant the right thing, really. Next, we have uh, portraits for US commanders updated. But, and uh, then they, well, we discussed this, I think, about the camels, so they updated the uh, the mid-autumn festival camels in very subtle ways. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a vague memory of that. 
Then there are some uh, future changes. They were throwing around some ships from one box to another. Which I don't think anybody cares. Distant voyage containers. Uh... Oh, what were those, those like bad containers that only had camels in them? Yeah. Uh, I think we've also skipped over the Lunar New Year containers as well, but there is a separate Lunar New Year article. Yeah. Um, I also, actually, on the bottom of that, we did mention last time about the the changes made to the the paper lantern camos, which uh, I I don't know why they made them, but they look okay, I guess. I think they have a bit less of a glowy effect, like they seem to have changed yeah. that bit. It's more like a, an all-over solid glow, whereas last time, uh, well, for the previous versions, it looked more like an actual internal glow. So, yeah, it's slightly weird and unnecessary change, but anyway. Then they are actually removing the free experience ship in update 12.4, so... We are still at 12.0, so still a few patches in the future. But then the free experience ships growing in higher their Suma and Egear will be uh, coal. Yeah, so that's that's fine that they're still going to be like around, but I do I do wonder if they sort of eventually plan to like. When, when's the last time we had a, a a free XP ship. Like, yeah, this, I mean, they are, this... they're basically stopping. They are like, yeah. uh, what, what's available for XP will be gone and they won't replace it. So it's like they, yeah, it they does, stop it this process. I kind of feel like they're just working towards phasing out free XP ships. Or maybe maybe they'll leave just like one or two. But I mean, between ships moving into, um, uh, you know, only a couple of them, but between them moving into, um, um, like community things I and mean, uh, coal and the thing is Wargaming has they've made some bad decisions obviously they made a lot of bad decisions but they, they kept adding like resources that they sold ships for mm. which means they have to make more ships because they need to keep each resource stocked so they put unnecessary pressure on them and then like free experience and research bureau is sort of the same thing research bureau is just a worse way of like doing uh, dealing with free mm-hmm. experience so they 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 want you to use a free experience like for the research bureau mostly and yeah it's a shame because free experience was a much better way of doing it but you know they have the bad ideas and they stick with them and now they need to cover up that they had a good idea in the past kind of guessing now i mean the 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 price for free xp ships sort of continually bloated uh while they were still releasing them and then yeah um sort of fallen victim to their own thing of we must have multiple currencies, which of course is a, an absolute staple of free-to-play games, and even sometimes non-free-to-play games, which is always <laughs> annoying. Like, that's one of the things yeah. that's irritated me about the, uh, the the release of Darktide, is that like it's got three separate currencies. It actually feels like it's trying to shoehorn in on, on 
mm-hmm. some of the free-to-play economics side of things. I mean, two of them are in-game grindable things, and only one of them you have to reach for your wallet, but even so, that's, that's questionable game design. But at least we can say, well, World of Ships is actually, you know, a free-to-play free game, so <laughs> sort of sort of has the excuse of doing it. Yeah. But of course, there's 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 nothing. Having having said that, that you know the prices of, of free XP ships inflated. There's nothing to stop them inflating the prices of uh, research bureau ships over time as well, potentially. So, I mean, they they possibly will. It might be less likely to happen, but yeah. Then uh, there is a bunch of other changes now. The obviously most important one is that the swift fish skill for aircraft carriers is now swift flying fish. Yes, the absolute headline change of the entire patch. You can. It, it's it's one of those sort of puns that doesn't really work and you can see what they're going for but it still kind of is just too clunky to actually really work properly so but there we go they went and did it anyway maybe yeah. maybe it is absolutely hilarious in russian who knows uh, possibly but uh i mean it it doesn't even make complete sense because the the speed of the torpedo is only when it sits the water, right? It's not flying faster. It's still swimming faster even after being airdropped. So, you know, it's uh, I, I probably shouldn't question the, the logic behind the pun like that. But uh, anyway, now the actual, uh, the actual amusing thing about this is that... Find it again. So Wargaming has fixed a fix. So basically fixed a bug that sometimes caused shots not to be fired at the aiming point when quickly moving gaming reticle. Now this is not a bug that I think, right? This is this is a fix they installed to fix a bug. So now they 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 had a bug and because they didn't know how to fix it, they made a clunky change that basically meant that your uh, guns were always shooting not where you aimed them but like half a second earlier where you aimed right and that was a conscious game decision and now they take the conscious game decision and call it a bug and fix like so so they now fix the fix that used to be a fix and now it's a bug and nobody knows what they broke in the process but hey Well, as uh, one way to find out, you know, time will tell. Yeah, um, there is there is a, one other nice change actually here, um, which is uh, that if there was a discount applied, uh, like for instance from um, clan buildings or whatever. Uh, when pur- purchasing a ship in the tech tree, it's no longer taken into account when selling the ship. So you can buy, because uh, previously you bought a ship uh, discounted and then sold it, you would get fewer credits for selling it mm-hmm. um, than if you'd bought it full price. So um, yeah, that's that's now going to be uh, a fixed selling cost for all tech tree ships, which is is, is a nice sort of 
it's only a slight quality of life change, but um, you know, for for people mm-hmm. maybe particularly who aren't using premium accounts, you know, the the extra credits back from from selling ships they aren't using, you know, is is potentially going to be uh, uh, quite a nice thing that they'll have to grind a little bit less. Definitely, potentially. Uh, I'm also noticing on the I don't know if it's on this list. Uh, oh, there, there was the amusing thing of uh, we've fixed the characteristics of Ragnar's AA defensives. Ah, the yes. On medium range, AA has been reduced from 673 to 669. <laughs> okay, that feels like a rounding error on a spreadsheet, but okay. Yeah. Um, but oh, um, uh, they've uh, updated the geometry and textures of the following ships. So there's a bunch of ships listed. Mm. Uh, and then they say, uh, as well as the blazing tropics camouflage for Atlanta. So, uh, your, your, oh. uh, palm, palm trees on the Atlanta will now be like that, that little bit more crisp. And I, I have no idea what they've changed, but apparently they've prettied it up a bit or like, who knows. I mean, I've improved uh, the sand texture or something. I did yesterday, but I didn't notice anything. I gotta look closer, I suppose. Does also say the last conquest uh, camo for the Bismarck has been changed as well. That's another one maybe I should take a look at, see if I can notice. Maybe if you had like four before and after picture and you had like a magnifying glass, you could probably spot some tiny differences. But yeah, when they say this, it tends to mean that it's a bit of tidying up rather than we've made some massive changes. So my name was in Walter says they added the missing sandals previously hidden by the sand. I'm not sure that if he's serious, that, but... Uh, <laughs> that must be what they did. I mean, there have always been sandals, but it's possible that some of them have been covered by sand. So maybe there sure. are now two more sandals on it. I'm not sure what they would have changed with the last conquest, because um, it might... Yeah, no, it specifically says the last conquest rather than the, the bottom of the ocean variant, which has like some actual shell holes and things like that's got some actual changes to the model but the last conquest is just uh, a skin i don't know maybe they tweaked the shade of yellow on the turrets or something it'd be it'd be nice for like it's probably really minor but for sometimes for these sorts of things it'd be nice to actually you know have a side by side probably not anyway, the most I, I don't... important change I don't think there's anything else. Like, there's a whole bunch of fairly minor bug fixes in the expanded list. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else really worth noting. I just I saw that and I saw that you know it was your favorite camo, so that's why. Yes, I I yes. It. And apparently, my name was in multiple series, so they did actually just uh, uncover some sandals. <laughs> Anyway, um, so um, that is uh, Research Bureau Hector, Airship Escort, we already talked about. I don't know if there's anything particularly on the Hector article. Oh, no, I think we could just go to, to the F blocks. Yeah, I'm just having a quick scroll through the Lunar New Year, but I don't think there's anything. I mean, there is also a new. Pre, uh, prime gaming uh, yeah 
interesting. So you can, if you have like Prime Gaming on, on Twitch, you can get a new drop and not drop like that. There's something like, like yeah, where you have to press claim. Prime Gaming loot, how it's called. Let's have a quick look-see at the potential ship. So with the numbers, which we now, you know, have, which is good, you've got a half a percent chance from the Lunar New Year containers. Okay. And uh, it's a bunch of... Some of them are nicer than others. Like, probably the best ship to get out of that list would be the Lo Yang. Um, and Shan is also a pretty good destroyer at tier six. Um, the rest are kind of middling or not really worth having. So, Huang He, still not great. Irian, eh. Um, Silivangi and Fen Yang. Um, probably the only good thing about those. I think Fen Yang, I'm pretty sure, has Hydra. I don't know if Silivangi has. Uh, Silivangi has Hydra, yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, the, the Hydro is the distinguishing thing. But really, out of out of the, the three Tier 8 premiums, you could get the low Yang is like, mm-hmm. by far the, the easiest to recommend. Uh, I think there's also a Perma Camo or two in there as well. Um, but I don't think otherwise there's much else worth mentioning. Uh, probably not. Anyway, so yeah, let's move on to devlogs. So, uh, first devlog we have is about 12.1. So, the next patch that will be coming, which brings us early access to British submarines, and nobody wanted them. Yay. So yeah, we kind of touched on this before with uh, uh, the, the... Potentially overlapping early access periods. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, it's nice to have a game that acknowledges submarines other than American or Japanese or German subs. Like, there were other countries that operated sometimes quite substantial submarine fleets. But on the other hand, it means more submarines in World of Warships. So there's that. But you you can bet your ass we'll have... Um, probably uh, um, uh, EU pan-EU subs um, almost certainly will have Commonwealth subs uh, I think have, have, have they did they at some point <laughs> tease us with a Russian sub lineup? I can't oh yeah remember. yeah it's Russian subs already announced aren't they? Yeah yeah um, Trying to think what other nations had the Dutch. There'll definitely be Dutch subs. There is, uh, like, I, 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 there's going to be so many subs. It yeah. makes my brain hurt. No, it's, um, uh, it's... They'll probably find a way to give us a pan Asian sub line. Yeah. Italy and France also, you know, had their own fleets of subs. So um, it's really. Like I, I, I think we're going to end up with basically subs for probably every single nation, which is, you I know, mean, unless a joy to think about, and maybe even more than one line of subs for some nations. Unless they ruin the game so much that you know, they... yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, kill the game before that point. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. 
the, so, the camos look quite nice, but they're submarines, so yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they if they do look nice if this wasn't World of Warships, so I might be excited about this, but so I'm like, screw this. In other news, there will be collective combat missions. So progress towards the objective for this type of mission will be shared between all players on the server. Which is not something new, really. Be- not not that it's like... The, the team goal things that we have at the moment, that we have with some events where it's just like, yeah. you know, pick a team and then everyone exactly. plays and contributes points. Um, yeah, the structure might be different, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be a fundamentally different thing. I suppose it's something that I already used, renamed, and maybe as a permanent addition and not just as events. Maybe. Oh, to be honest, if they do add it as a permanent thing, I mean, to be honest, I think they're, they're at risk of, and this does happen with some MMOs, they just kind of end up creating a, a bewildering array of different um, mechanics where, you know, as you play the game, you get points mm-hmm. towards this thing and you points towards that thing and you've got this event chain happening and those missions. And we already have quite a lot going on in World of Warships. So having those is a temporary thing at the moment, okay. But the fact, like, if we do get those alongside the battle passes and all the missions and things like that, um, yeah. yeah, I think it might end up being a bit, a bit too much, especially if you're coming in as a new player and it's just going to be like, what is all this stuff? Because that can actually be genuinely off-putting. I mean, it it makes it harder to find maybe things that matter if they, they clutter with it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with collective combat missions. I don't... I, I think the idea has some merit. But yeah, if you like progressing towards the Tokyard and towards your, uh, towards your battle pass and then towards your regular daily missions and then whatever other event missions are there and then the collective combat missions and... Well, technically, yeah. we still have the... Uh, how, how were they called? Like how you got... Uh, Yamamoto and so on, the campaigns mm-hmm. or something like that. Technically, yeah, the campaigns, it's still yeah. a thing that they have just completely ignored. Which is sad because I, I like the idea. It's just they dropped it for no reason. Yeah, they're all kind of new player content at this point, really. You know, you, you join the game and I, you know, yeah, that's yet another thing you've got going on is campaigns, but yeah, once you've done the campaigns, it's like that. That's it, I suppose. So it's not not bad that it's there for new players to get some extra stuff. But yeah, yeah, again, that's just like another extra layer of stuff. Mm-hmm. The one thing that does look different is uh, that it says that um, it might be possible to complete a mission before the mission's expiration date. Because at the moment, they are just kind of open ended, ongoing things. Mm-hmm. And they finish when they finish, kind of thing. Like, there's not really an, an an end goal in that sense of like you know enough people do it and it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, like potentially, if enough people did it, it could end early. That that seems to be the only thing that is meaningfully different from from this short bit of text. So you know, let's not pretend this is mm-hmm. particularly in depth and that we're. Yeah, talking with all the details here, but uh, yeah. 
be interesting to see if if they do flesh that out into being something a bit more different, or if it is just going to be a slight variation on a thing we've already seen. And what's their rewards? Yeah. Then next up, uh, an interesting thing: they they want to test new domination mode setting. So basically, they, they they say the reason is they want to reduce edge case scenarios where battles go too slow or too fast, and they want to achieve that by revising the number of points the team has depending off a battle, as well the number of points awarded to a team and taken from the other team when the ship's destroyed. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that that's. Now, at the moment, yeah, I mean it. I'm in two minds on this because, particularly, the idea of having a flat amount of points per ship, like at the moment, how it works, which people might be unaware of, and certainly you know newer players might be unaware of. Uh, some ships are worth more than others. So like, and you can actually, I think if you hit tab while you're playing Domination, it'll tell you what the, the different yes. classes of ships are worth. But um, it, it means you can get scenarios where it actually might be worth trading a destroyer for a battleship, for instance, when you're in a really tight situation because the battleship is worth more, mm-hmm. uh, worth more, you know, points off the enemy team and points towards your team. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to reduce... That those kind of things uh, down to zero, like that's not going to be a consideration at all. Um, but you know, that there'll be less. I, mean, I don't know. There'll be less calculation to worry about for for people that aren't aware of this stuff. But at the same time, it, it's maybe removing a bit more of the the depth of the game. But it's not a huge change. I can't see this. Like I'm not looking at this and thinking, oh, it's going to ruin domination. No. But so, it would be interesting to know what their actual end goal is. Like, are they trying to go for a different average length, or are they trying I mean, to they, specifically reduce the extremes? They say the the idea is to reduce extremes. Now, there are there are two thoughts that I have about this. The first is I don't mind that each ship is worth an equal amount of points because let's be honest, it is not like. A destroyer or a battleship, they are, can be of equal. I mean, a destroyer is worth less points, but it could even be a more valuable ship in domination. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's true. It's, it's it doesn't make ship, ship size rather than the actual, you know, worth yeah. of the ship. And so the, the current point distribution, what ships are worth, doesn't make much sense. But in the end, it doesn't change that much. So if each ship is worth the same points, I think it might be a good choice. But the I mean, premise. The- that that this helps edge case scenarios is just like it's hard for me to look at this and say have and ask like has Wargaming ever played their own game? Like if the it's battle, a frequent question. Yeah, it's it's a frequent question. If the game is over too fast, it means that one team got obliterated, right? This isn't changed by how much points a ship's worth, right? If mm-hmm. if your team loses five ships in the first four minutes and doesn't sink anything, then, yeah, the ship's going to be worth a few more points, or a few less points. It's like, that you got reduced to zero was not the problem. You aren't recovering from that anyway. Mm-hmm. This isn't a thing yeah, of... It, uh, it's, yeah, the thing I said is kind of, is definitely an edge case, but what, what you're pointing out is that it doesn't, it's pulling on a different lever 
than actually yeah. has anything to do with the reason why games might end super quick, which is usually to do with one team completely outmatching the other team. And that, you know, like short of bringing in some form of skill-based matchmaking, I don't really see how you meaningfully address that. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a bit of an odd change in that context because it it's not going to really meaningfully change anything. And the other thing is for me confusing because when I say edge cases where they go too fast or too slow, not too fast, I can understand, right? Too fast, the team gets absolutely slapped. But too slow is basically the definition of standard path. Because in domination, yes. <laughs> in domination, you have the objectives, meaning it's not like you really have to hunt down. Every, I mean, even in the standard battle, you can technically take the enemy base, but it's usually not something that happens or happens that quickly. So domination is usually something that's prevented from going too slow in a sense, because the objectives matter. And if a team ignores them, it's just going to lose on points. So it's not dragging out as long unnecessarily as a lot of standard battles do. I'm yeah, not sure if you really wanted to take care of the too slow problem, you'd yeah. just get rid of standard battles altogether. And so I, again, I, it's like they're pulling the wrong lever. Yeah. I'm also not sure how this points change is going to change the too slow going. Because. Yeah, I don't see how that changes the too slow part. But hey. Uh, that this basically the 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 idea that they want to address edge cases makes no sense if you've ever played this game, but the that the just making each ship worth the same amount of points does make a sense. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, it's as a simplification, it's there's, there's not really a lot to object to there, but the just yeah, the justification doesn't doesn't entirely hold up. So, who who knows? Who knows what the real reason is? Or maybe maybe uh, in their minds that is still the real reason. It's hard to tell. But this this reads to me like there is a new manager appointed and the manager makes a change for change's sake. It's like when True. Could <laughs> this, this uh, reminds me I've never had a job like that, but I'm aware it's a thing of like, oh well, you know, I must I must make my uh, mark on this, so gonna make yeah. changes. Don't need to make changes, but we're going to make them anyway. It reminds me of about half of the UI changes you see from software, right? Sometimes the software gets an updated UI and actually makes sense. But so often, I'm sure everybody has experienced that, be that any software that you use or even something on like Twitter or so on, and suddenly the UI changes and it makes no sense. They just move buttons around. So anybody who was ever familiar with the software can't find like where anything is anymore. It doesn't give you more functionality. It's like... Somebody obviously made this decision never using that piece of software. And just, it, it's usually the sign that somebody new is in management and they need to change something because they changed something that's pointless and make it worse because they've never used it software they, before. They looked at the clock and realized that, hey, it's refresh, refresh your clock. Time to make changes. Not because it's needed, just because, you know, look at the clock. Yeah. <laughs> I did something. All praise me. Exactly. Got to justify those those management bonuses somehow. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, clan battles. There is going to be a new season of clan battles named Salamander. I think we've seen the patch in the... Yes, there we go. So, yeah, Early. clan battles. I, I was definitely right and didn't say something wrong. 
tall. Exactly. And I will edit that part out so that it seems like <laughs> I was always correct. Because I was always correct. Um, yes. And what will make people happy is no carriers and no submarines in client battles. So there is some good news. Uh, next, technically improvements. They have added dynamic music for submarines, which will match the gameplay of the ship type. Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, so, so it will not depend on if you are submerged or surfaced, but on the, the situation in battle. Yeah, I, I, whatever. And then they updated the way aircraft zones are displayed on decks of carriers, both when importing battle. Now the aircraft on deck will reflect the available squadrons. I mean, considering that carriers can't control their own carriers, I don't think that's going to change much because they aren't going to look at their carrier. But hey. True. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only... The only... I mean, it's it's a bit of a simplification, I suppose, and also it means slightly fewer objects having to be rendered. So, again, seems like a fine change. I mean... Although it does make the deck look kind of empty in comparison to how it is now, where you've got like more of an idea of your overall planes as opposed to just like the ready squadrons. I have no strong yeah. feelings about this. I yeah. I don't care anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of hard to to feel particularly strongly about that. It's kind of a minor change. I'm sure somebody somewhere is going to be terrifically mad about it because it's the internet. And probably, yeah. probably. Um, carrier players might have stronger feelings about this than I do. Then, um, two new commanders have been added to the game. And one seems to be a pirate lady, and yeah, the other... Yeah, Vera Mikhailova, I have no idea who that is, but Anne Bonny is quite a famous pirate. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware of that. Um, yeah, one of, the, one of the many that operated in the, the Caribbean in the early uh, 18th century, it would have been. Sort of late 17th, 18th, 18th I think early 18th century. So uh, let's hope so. they'll actually have a female voice for her. Yeah, that would be, like, if they have an appropriate sort of, like, R, but, you know, female R, then I'm sure, I'm sure that will make people happy. Uh, I'm going to have to look up this other commander, though. These do look like they're just going to be unique captains rather than, uh, like, elite captains with, with skills. Yeah. Look, if so. they, I mean, if they have a nice voice, though, but it would be nice, but I'm afraid it's probably just the, the usual voice with a portrait. But, you know, we'll see. I also wonder if there's going to be some event accompanying those. Because they just said added the following to the game without much information. Yeah, I... Yeah, this Vera Mikhailova, I... Quick Google is telling me nothing, so... Uh, I honestly don't know. It might be somebody they've made up to sort of be a amalgam Possibly. representation. Because there were there were plenty of, you know, like 
female tank crews, female sniper mm-hmm. teams, female pilots. Um, but I don't know if there was really any kind of similar thing in the, the Soviet Navy. I'm pretty sure that was fairly male-dominated. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's, there's some figure somewhere that, that I don't know about. There is also going to be a Queen of the Seas commemorative flag and patch. So I presume this is related to those two commanders. Yes. So maybe there is going to be some Queen of the Seas I, event. I think, I mean, a pair of crossed flintlock pistols. I'm pretty sure that's going to be related to Anne Bonny. Possible. But I mean, it's I mean, just honest, some, I'm, somebody I'm, has I'm, been told make a queen of the sea, so they put a crown on it, and then made I'm, like something in, in the bank account, and then the pistols. Maybe I don't. I think she was purely a pirate rather than a privateer, so I'm not sure why the crown. But uh, it's called Queen of the Seas. I'm pretty true. sure they just okay. went after the name. I guess would make sense. Yeah. Anyway, more more pirates. More pirates yeah. is is you know, Our, no one's going to complain about having more pirates in the game. So that's fine. Then there is a World of Wargaming patch, which I don't know. Have they sourced this out to an intern? <laughs> a little bit basic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for one thing. I, what, I, I mean, what's this plane symbol they've got going on here? Do they have some kind of game with planes in it? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> um, but yeah, you'd think with the, the three World of titles that you would have a kind of triangular tripartite design, but that, that just kind of looks awkward to me, and it is pretty basic. I mean, you could have done a lot with, like, color or some other decorations, or it's like... <sighs> I don't know. It it just feels very cheap. Um, anyway, apparently they also updated the community contributor, uh, the community contributor program's uh, sign with the new World of Warships logo or something like that. Yeah, although it's kind of hard to on that crate, but I, I don't know why they've chosen a crate and then the Alabama VL, where obviously I think the... I'll have to double-check, but I think it's the logo on top of the... In the front where the anchor is, different. I suppose. Uh, yeah, I think that's already there, that bit. Let me bring up my Alabama VL. Or my few relics of... Uh... I think it's like that anchor with the eye in it that might have been different. Yeah, no, that that looks the same to me, to be honest. Okay. Um, I can't really get a good angle on the logo on top of the turret. I mean, that, because it's the only... slightly f- different. Okay, the logo on top of the turret is slightly different, but if that's the thing that's different, they've chosen a really bad angle. Yeah, also, why show the crate? Because that's all I can see on the crate is basically that sort of... Uh... Yeah. But yeah, those, those are two very old pictures to demonstrate. Hey, guys, we've changed the logo. <laughs> Can't really see how we've changed it, but we've changed it. Yeah, on the on the Alabama picture, um, 
the existing logo is I don't know a good way to show you, but it's not it doesn't have a square top. Like that's the main difference ah, I can see is okay. the, the logo in the picture has a I mean, square off they, top, whereas the current one does not. They they changed their logo uh, a little bit back, right? But I had the old anchor World of Warships thing, and then they made this uninspired blue one. Oh, in fact, I've noticed in the roundel that's the exact same thing. Yeah, um, I will like drop a quick link in Imgur or something. Hang on. Uh, it that's that's a quite a subtle change. Like I don't know why they bothered putting this in an article. That is a super subtle change. They've basically just squared off the top of the logo. Oh, okay. Uh, the other well, thing I was thinking of with Pirate Queens, um, and I think I've mentioned her before, but the Chinese Pirate Queen, Zheng Yixiao, okay. or one pronounces that, uh, she would be a, like probably less famous than Anne Bonny. I, I think Anne Bonny was, like, in terms of actual piracy, probably didn't do that much, which was more famous for being, you know, a lady pirate. But uh, talking of lady pirates, um, yeah, Zheng Yixiao is, is, is way, she, like, she did way more. Mm-hmm. She had a literal, like, fleet comparable to that of, of other actual national navies under her control at, at, at one point. So she okay. was pretty bad. She should definitely be in the game at some point. I mean, maybe. Maybe it will happen at some point. Yeah, at some point they'll go, oh, but maybe we should have a Pan-Asian, you know, and they'll, they'll finally get around to scraping, you know, something together. Right, copy link. Right, so basically, if you compare that to the picture, uh, you can see that they've literally just squared, up, they've squared the top off. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's worth uh, announcing, apparently. I, I'm all, I'm half tempted to ask if this is going to be one of like one of those occasional major corporate logo redesigns. It's like, yeah, we spent fifty million dollars <laughs> on this, and it's just like very slightly different. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I probably spent longer on spotting that and uploading the screenshot than it took to actually change the logo in Photoshop. True, but then updating all uh, the the existing places where the logo was probably took days. Oh, uh, probably, yeah. Days and days. That had to have a team of, of people doing it, I'm sure. Again, another visual change that makes you scratch your head and go, but why? Yeah, some somebody clearly was. Uh, yeah, it's looking to do some work without doing some work, I guess. Well, then um, they updated some container compositions, I suppose. Yeah, and- they're at least helpfully giving us what the changes are. So. Um... Well, they're saying, you know, like it's, it's minus 10%, minus this, minus that. So, uh, or yeah, no, I mean, actually not minus, it's what it's being changed to. Okay, I've misread that. I mean, if anybody cares what in containers they can 
check us yeah, post the list. We're not going to sit here and read out all of the numbers. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any any changes like super worth flagging here. I mean, the they, they updated the distant voyage containers. Now the drop rate of permanent camouflage has been increased. It will be 50% chance of dropping in one of the slots. Uh, the value of the guaranteed drop counter has been changed. Must be open for guaranteed drop. Has been reduced from 17 to 5. So think about this and watches containers where they were a horrible idea and mm -hmm. very idiotic designs. And they're still a horrible idea and they're still very idiotic designs. They're just a little bit less idiotic. <laughs> the idea of getting a permanent camouflage for a random ship makes no sense because there is very little chance that you actually have the ship you gain the permanent camouflage for. Right? Indeed. And you um... could even get the permanent camouflage for a rare ship that you can never uh, acquire. So it's uh, like gambling on something always has a chance of losing. Like usually when you gamble, you should expect to lose, right? It's gambling. And there's never a guarantee that you get anything useful, but gamble on something that's most likely useless to you. It's like... Yeah, it, it, that, that, that is kind of unique to like, not, not just that you won't get something, but you might win something that you cannot use. Congratulations, yeah. well done. Congratulations of the grand prize of nothing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you ever see a decent voyages container, run the other way. Unless it's free. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not worth paying for. Well, that concludes our supposed that article, but there are some new ships announced. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll skip over the changes to test ships. That's mostly Pan American. Yeah, we can and just anyway. talk about uh, the Almirante so, Grau and Cumberland. Yeah, now with the Grau, we do have numbers for. Uh, for those unaware, yes. the Grau was the last surviving of the Deseven Provincien cruisers uh, in service with the Peruvian Navy. We had a, a little Google before we started because it was in my memory that it was going to be turned into a museum ship as of like 2019 2020 but apparently that plan fell through and uh, it may or may not have been scrapped already so that would be a bit sad if it has actually been scrapped but i think that's the plan is to scrap it if it hasn't been uh but it's it's a you know a rather unique looking ship and it's one of those things where it's it's always nice to see these things preserved I'm pretty sure the Netherlands themselves don't have any of the mm -hmm. uh, any of these as museum ships. So, um, yeah, uh, it actually might be more useful than just looking at the consumables it has, uh, particularly the heel, and the fact that they haven't had to nerf other things to make up for it. Uh, somehow having the uh, the the airstrikes, uh, yeah, it, it might actually be a, a an okay tier eight cruiser. Like Although, the range like, isn't great, but it's got a heel and it's going to be stealthy. But like, don't uh, the regular Dutch ships don't they also have a heel at tier eight? The like Harlem the... does. I don't think the Provincien does. But I will double check myself. Uh, I haven't played the Provincien recently. 
Did the Provincian like lose? Oh no, it access? does have a heal. Okay, yeah. I think it lost access to Hydro, but got the speed boost instead or something like that. Yeah, that I okay. Yeah, they made some changes. I'd remember that the Harlem had been given a heal, but uh, I'd forgotten about the Provincian having it, and also the yeah the changes with that. Um, so I mean, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see what it turns out like. like. I guess the main thing to compare would be the firepower, actually, to see uh, what that is going to be like. Because the firepower on the Tzevon uh, Provincienne is, despite having a, a pretty good rate of fire, it still manages to be a bit, a bit disappointing. So the range is the same. Uh, the... Fire chance is the same. Uh, the reload time, four and a half seconds. That's going to be a pretty good rate of fire for a six-inch cruiser. Uh, the Provincian gets six and a half seconds. So that's, that's I mean, that's into the range of like um, 127, 130 mil guns. So that's going to be a nice, um, uh, a, a nice pace of, uh, you know, getting the shells out. I mean, um, the, the interesting... Plus, Oh, this going to be the combat, combat instructions. instructions. Yeah, this could be this could be a, a, a actually quite fun tier rate cruiser, and I'm I'm never opposed to like okay, yes, you can say it's a copy paste ship, but when you have, uh, you know, the difference say between the the the, the Hipper and the Prince Eugen, where it's the same hull, but actually they, they mm -hmm. can play a bit differently because of the different rate of fires and the different um, consumables that they have. Then uh, yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing at all. I mean, so, this could be interesting. Yeah, nobody really liked the Dutch airstrikes, so having now uh, a Dutch ship and also a real existing one with mm -hmm. basically potential boosted firepower, we will have to see how well the combat instructions works. But that could be an interesting ship to play. Yeah, and uh, it, it's nice also to have. Uh, an actual ship. I mean, hell, they could have put this in the tech tree as opposed to the whatever made-up nonsense they had at, at Tier 8. Uh, what was it? A clone of one of the American ships. Wasn't it like the Worcester variant or was that the Tier 9 and Tier 10 I'm thinking of? Um, uh, I can't even remember what the Tier 8 is now. I know there's like three actual ships in that line and then the rest are all just like... Here's what could have happened, and here's our wacky alternate history fan fiction, essentially. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, it, it might have been nicer to have this as an tree ship, but it still exists as something that is going to be notably different than the Dezeppen Provincienne, and I still really like how the Provincienne looks. So, you know, I like how this looks as well. I'm trying to find yeah. the list now. I, I can't actually remember what's at tier eight. To trawl back through dev blogs. Oh, a cat's woken up. I don't know if that's going to be audible. Hello, Samuel. Uh, so my name is Invoter. There was there was not a post that they were removed. That there was a post that they were changed. Right. So the combat instructions originally did something differently. Or worked a different way that wasn't working, so they changed our common instructions. 
worked for those ships, but they didn't remove them. And I, I'm looking at uh, newer dev blocks, and uh, like the second newest dev block has also some further changes to combat instructions, but they are still a thing. Yeah, yeah, they haven't, they haven't gone away. Um, yeah, the tier eight is a made up thing. Okay. So. They could have had another actual like that. That is a, a count against it being a premium rather than it being in the game. They could absolutely have had this be in the tech tree at tier eight, but they chose not to. So, yay, wargaming! They just had to have a premium <laughs> to go alongside the line launching, I suppose, as if they didn't already have a. Well, I mean, the premium they already have is the torture boat at tier seven. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so the other yeah. one, um, now that we've said that, looks like it might be all right. It's, it's very fast reloading. Bear in mind, that's preliminary stats, so that might change. Yes. Uh, is Tashkent 41, which we have no stats for. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a tier 7 as opposed to the tier 9 of the tech tree Tashkent. Yeah, and it's going to be, according to them, a torpedo-focused Tashkent. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to have, let's say, long range, uh, nine long-range torpedoes and a torpedo reload booster. No smoke generator, no repair party, and we presume bad... Con- then again, I mean, the Tier 7, most destroyers have bad concealment. Yes, yeah, I think we can assume it's not going to have good concealment. Uh, Sam's objecting to be picked up, but you know, say hello to the fans, Samuel. <laughs> yeah, um, it, I, I did make the observation um, that uh, it does seem to be the only the, the premium Soviet destroyers that end up having any kind of usable torpedo range below the high tiers. So, um, I mean, that is a grosser boy line. Yeah, well, below the high tiers. It gets to like tier nine, tier ten, and suddenly you've got usable True. ranges. Uh, it, up to tier seven, it's what eight, uh, four kilometers even. And then I'm trying to remember what the tier eights get. Don't can't remember if it's that much more. I think they get up to like eight or ten, don't they? Uh, no, Kiev is still four kilometers. Ognevoy gets ten kilometers. Yeah, and Grosilla gets twelve. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be all right. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be... It'll be interesting to see how it stacks up against the Leningrad in particular. But the Leningrad does have smoke, so I guess that will be the main difference. What Leningrad? Yeah, uh, so actually we meant like the the tech trees, right? The the Russian premiums have always been different. Yeah, Leningrad and uh, Gremiashi and what's the tier six one? Oh, T61 is Anshan. That is a Russian destroyer. It's just not on the Russian tree. Um, they all yeah. have like eight kilometer torps or something like that. Um, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Nishishima is 10 kilometers. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the tech tree ones don't particularly until you get to the Ognevoy on the side branch. Yeah, and Kiev apparently can upgrade to eight. So. Was I looking at the wrong thing then? 
Okay, well, uh, my point still stands up to, you know, tier seven. Yeah. <laughs> Four kilometers, and then it's, uh, yeah, tier eight where it gets a bit better. And below, you know, tier seven and below it is, is only the premiums that can uh, play as torque boats as well as gunboats. So we'll we'll see we'll see what that's like when we get some more stats on it. Um, you know, Tashkent actually existed, so it'll be probably still quite fast. Probably not a very good reload. Maybe very stiff turrets. I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's it's like unfortunately we don't really have any stats. Wargaming says high speed, high hit points, limited maneuverability, and uh, long range. Torpedoes, but we, we like we don't know like how long range the torpedoes, how fast are the torpedoes, how sneaky mm. are they, and so on. Like there, there are a lot of questions, and not really any answers. It, um, it sort of depends how bad the stealth is. Um, but also. my guess would be eight, eight and a half, maybe nine. Ten would be unusual. <laughs> would be, I mean, that would be worse than of cruises. I think the. Japanese destroyers are the only ones that have 10 kilometer torps at tier 7. Ah, you were talking about torps. I thought you were talking yes. about concealment swift. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if the concealment was that bad. Uh, yeah, that would be something. I don't, I don't. Can you even get that bad concealment if you're like doing a lighthouse build on the, the French destroyers? I don't, I don't think you can. It's a good question. But Sabrina just woke up and seems very vocal about it. Maybe she heard Sam meowing. Somehow. So, oh, uh, this Udachi. Udachi has the longest rain torps. Udachi yeah, has 15, 15 kilometers, except they're very, very slow. Actually, no, they're not that slow. Why did I have that? 57 or something. It's not fast, but it's not slow. I mean, we would like if with, with recent years we have to change what we think about what's slow by torpedoes, right? Because uh, there yeah, have when, been when some very slow Germans torpedoes. And the, yeah. Fifty-eight so, knots. Okay, I think I must have the captain skill that buffs the the speed on the Udachi. Yeah, I think you get it to about sixty-one or so, with maybe like. Like that, there is the skill and there is the module, and you're yeah, yeah, five percent from the module and so. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to like sometimes you're looking at the stats in port and it's hard to remember. Oh yeah, I have this module and that module. And that captain skill. Yeah, It'd be nice if there'd be a little highlight to show that it's being modified by something. Yeah, I mean, they could have the base stat and then in in. Uh, yeah, even just afterwards the. In brackets or so, the, the modified stunt. Somebody clearly needs a needs a bath. Looking at the cat cam. Uh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, she did call, so. Anyway, so uh, you know, we could say, "Oh, that's another copy paste shit," but again, it'll offer some different gameplay, at least. Could be fun, even if, we'll, we'll... Even if it can possibly be cynically described as uh, being a, a cheap-to-produce premium. Uh, yes. 
So I think so, that's about it, unless we have any other little bits of... Yeah, I think that's, that's about it. So we'll probably be back next week, or maybe it depends on uh, the news. Wargaming hasn't been that quick with news updates recently, so we shall see. Yeah, we might just do what we, you know, we might do what we did last week and do ships or Dark Tide or something and just like alternate weeks depending on how much news there is. But anyway, we will be back. And thanks everyone for watching. Have a good night. And uh, bye. Bye.